Today, September 25th, the Bucks take a series from the Reds this weekend, and Saturday we witnessed something very special that has everyone buzzing about them battling buckos. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, yeah. I can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cliche. I know. You're an old man. Bro, <laughs> seriously. One of the kids at work the other day told me I was a relic. Oh my god! I was like, what? Oh no. Well, I mean, if you say things like that. He was born after I graduated high school. Yeah, well. Working harder, hardly working. That's what you sound like. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I didn't uh, go there. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you basically did, right? Can't complain. Yeah, that's for sure. Very cliche. no. That is no. cliche. I mean, cliche, but it's not in the same realm as working hard or hardly working. Let us know in the comments on YouTube or tweet at us if those are in the same realm, because you and I will never get to the bottom of this. So let's let other people. <laughs> I, I could be wrong there. I could be wrong there. We've got a few things to talk about today. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know, yeah, franchise history. Yeah, there's something about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, is like, I went back. So I went to the game Saturday, but I went back and was watching stuff, especially uh, Robbie... Smikowski and his questions and I thought I'm going to have to try to avoid saying the title of this show because they said it so much that I was like is this old news by the time everyone else gets to it like we get it man <laughs> it's awesome and it's exciting but like you know what I mean it, Yeah. let's let everybody else talk about it for a while before we run it into the ground <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about Saturday night, the comeback, down 9 nothing. Pirates in that situation since 1882 or 0-819. Let me say, I was working, so I wasn't able to watch the game. I could watch, I can watch stuff on my phone, but it's local when I'm watching it on my phone. So when I'm down here, I can't watch it. Now, when I'm at home, when I'm at home. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I get an update that says, oh, Reds extend their lead nine to nothing. So out of sight, out of mind, I don't get any more updates. I got the Buckeyes game on my phone because it's national TV, and I'm watching that, and all of a sudden a thing comes up uh, that says somebody hit, somebody scores, and it's now 13 to 12 Pirates. I went, wait a minute. I missed the whole thing. I said, we were losing nine to nothing. <laughs> I'm like, what a day to have to work. 
Well, my favorite I was part. So mad. My favorite part was when you called me and you were like, "Whoa, dude, these games!" And I was like, "Yeah." And I'm in the car, right? We're driving back, and I was like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> and you said something, and you said something. I was like, "That's got to be the best game I've ever been to." And I, it didn't even trigger when I said that until uh, my buddy that went with me, who's a Reds fan, Jeff, said, no, it's the worst. And I said, oh, Jeff said it's the worst. And then you freaked out. Yeah, oh, like, my gosh, you went to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that you had tickets and was growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so recency bias will always tell you that that's the greatest thing I've ever seen, right? Sure. So in the moment, I'm always like, I think, or probably the the greatest baseball game I've ever watched. And then as soon as I say that, I'm like, well, I mean, that opening day when Neil Walker hit the 10th inning walk-off home run to win one to nothing over the Cubs is a different kind of amazing baseball game. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I mean, I watched the Pirates win a playoff game in St. Louis like that's got to be on the list, you know what I'm saying? Like there was not, it right. wasn't anything like that. But I don't know. Like that was awful pitching. So was it the 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 greatest baseball game? Like not complete, but it was definitely right. the most dramatic uh, baseball game, or really anything, the most dramatic live sport sporting event that yeah. I've ever witnessed. And it happens in September of a of a trash can year, you know. <laughs> Like, I, why can't we be the ones in the like fighting for yeah. a playoff spot? Um, right. I, I, you know, we're gonna get into that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, we're already talking about this, but let's just kind of, you know, we have some things to talk about today. So let's just get into it. Let's get let's do some transactions because Dowry Moretta was called back up. Colin Holderman's on the injured list after Saturday's game. Bailey Falter, and this is Bailey Falter placed on the 15 day IL. With a left neck strain. Now we know how this thing works. We know that <laughs> some guys just get put on the injured list so that they can, you know, shuffle things around. Yeah. This looks like one of those things, which kind of makes you feel like is is falter gone. And what makes me think that is like left neck strain. First off, I didn't know you had a left neck. <laughs> Second, like whiplash, is that literally what you just wrote on the website? <laughs> like how toxic can you be? And that's a that's like you can't repair that relationship. Bailey Falter's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, see ya. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset. No, I mean obviously look, sit back a minute. Obviously, I don't think that he's gone. Um, most of that is humor, but it kind of makes you wonder, dude, yeah. left neck strain is, it, it can't be better than that. Like, what you, he has whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up nine runs in 30 seconds. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Oh. Uh, I wrote in my notes, uh, after Saturday, start with a left neck strain. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Osvaldo Beto was called up. Placed on the roster. Cody Bolton was added to the taxi squad. So you're likely going to see another move on Monday. Oh my gosh, I can't talk tonight. It's another late night for us, guys. Um, 
Uh, you'll, you're likely to see another move on Monday. Uh, someone else is going to be gone because Cody Bolton will be added. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, Bolton. I have a couple notes on how Bolton's been doing. It, I haven't been too impressed. Um, his very short sample stuff in September actually hasn't been all that bad. He's, he's the only runs he's given up is a solo shot, both in the majors and the minors, in three and four games. So, it's, you know, it's not a lot to go off of. Right. Still a lot of walks, though. But what else is new? Apparently, Quinn Priester can have his best outing of the year, and he had five walks, and everybody's like, I really like what I saw. And I'm like, he had five walks. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. I'm not actually upset about Quinn Priester's outing, <laughs> but we'll get there. Let's get through the series a little bit. Not that we go game by game, but let's take a look at a few performances here. Jackson was an opener on the game one, ended up pitching a little more in game three, but Ortiz went three and two-thirds. Two walks, five strikeouts, three runs. I don't know. I mean, Ortiz, to me, it's like, I'll wait and see what I see next year. I just don't know. Hernandez gives up a, a run, a hit. Um, Stratton gives up a homer. Um, Baraki Majinski. Bednar. Bednar gets his 37th save. Does he get to 40? If they, no. You don't think he gets to 40? No, I don't know. I would like to see it. I just don't Six know. Six games, three saves. That's, yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Okay, so. Just don't know if they'll use him that much. Right. Well. And he'd have to get, in my opinion, he'd have to get back-to-back saves a couple days off and pick up another save. Sure. That makes sense. Hayes, two for four with a homer. Davis, one for four with a homer. Triolo, two for three with a homer. Andy, one for five with a homer. Four solo shots for the Pirates in this game. Seemed to be. How they wanted to do it in that one. Would have been nice to have some guys on base, blow them out a little bit, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) either way. Saturday was obviously the big game. This is the game that really, uh, uh, I mean, just incredible. Falter goes two innings, nine hits, eight runs, a walk, a strikeout, gives up three home runs. Nicholas goes two innings, gives up another run. Kyle Nicholas, man, that... (laughs) That first outing was just so bad, and then he comes out in this one and starts off not great. But in the end, goes two innings and only gives up the the, the one run, walks two, strikes out two. Um, just those two hits, though, you know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. kind of felt like, okay, maybe a little bit of, uh, of some good there. Um, and then comes Dowry Moretta, two and two-thirds innings of clean pitching, no hits, no walks, three strikeouts. And Big Bank Money Moretta was back, flashing the money. He was pretty nice. pumped at the end of a couple innings, and then when they took him out, he was doing it. And I'm telling you, for the Pirates fans that were there, and I think there's probably a little bit of it there. He came from the Reds. He's pitching there. He started yeah. the season yep. on fire in Cincinnati. Here we are at the end of the season. He has a really good outing. Felt good about himself. He hasn't pitched well recently. Fire him up. And there was a bunch of people standing up doing it back to him. And uh, So I <laughs> thought it was kind of a cool... Like, I think everybody was surprised he did it because he hasn't in so long. And, yeah. man, he was, he was fired up. It was pretty exciting. Hernandez goes out there, gets uh, finishes that inning that Moretta came out, ends up with a win. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> As if you didn't know. First Major League win. Might do a couple of these today. First Major League win for Jose Hernandez. Selby comes in, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why in the eighth inning in this game? And, you know, asking, where's Majinski? Why is he not coming in here? It's amazing how much more you know when you're watching the game on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're privy to so much more information. Yeah. Selby gives up some runs, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Majinski comes in for the ninth, which is why he wasn't available in the eighth, because Bednar was not available. Holderman's on the injured list. Majinski's your guy. That's who you're going to go to. And uh, gives up the hit to Votto. <laughs> By the way, not a hit. That's an error. Um, some may say that ball was hit hard. I don't care. It wasn't even like a tough hop. It literally was like it hit the ground and it hopped right to where your glove would be if you were just standing there. <laughs> um, if you weren't like falling down into the outfield, scared of the ball. Um. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> let's go through the box score numbers because I am not... Every starter in this game, except for Alika Williams, had a hit. At least one hit for both teams. <laughs> 16 <laughs> hits per team. I mean, Palacios, two of them. Reynolds had the three-run homer that really kind of got everybody kind of saying, uh-oh. Uh, Hayes, just the one hit, uh, India dives, it hits off his glove, knocks the wind out of India. Um, but that was the only hit it's, it's the rest of the team. Swinsky, two of them and, and a big one Triolo, four of them. Andy got a hit Rivas, three hits game of his life. <laughs> um, and Bay two hits. Uh, and the the double was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Three RBIs. And then Alika over five. But Triolo hits a double in Bay, obviously. Rivas with the double. I mean, those were just huge, huge at-bats. Reynolds with the home run. It's wild that you hit four home runs the day before, all solo shots. You get one home run in a game, you score 13 runs. Yeah. It's just and wild. And make a big comeback. And make a big comeback without it. Yeah. Totally, totally wild game. Um, largest comeback franchise history. We have to say it once at least. <laughs> to say the whole thing at least once. Um, first time ever down 9-0 and come back and win. I think, I think I read that they were down 8-0 like four different times that they came back and won. But as far as nine, never done it. Um a bunch of singles. I mean, I just named the three extra four, three extra base hits in this game. Yeah. Just three. And nine for 17 with runners in scoring position. The offense got it done. They never panicked. And, you know, this is the goal for an offense or for a, a baseball team is to play loose. And and I'm not saying, I know that there's, you know, a lot of talk about Oh, that's that's a dumb excuse. You know, you, you can't take that away from anybody. But when you're out of it, you are loose. And the only yeah. reason is if the Pirates were in the red situation and they were down 9 nothing, you would have some panic. Like, crap, we can't lose this game. And you would press. 
And the goal is the good teams play loose. And it's just easier to do that when it's like, I mean, let's just have some fun. Let's put some barrels on some balls and let's make this thing respectable because yeah. it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Sure. And that's coming from the top. They, they you know, even Sunday they asked, um, they asked Shelton afterwards. I mean, this was loss number 82. Does that mean anything to you? And he responded with, we're getting better. So no, this number doesn't right. mean anything. And I'm kind of like, uh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we're all fans. Like 82 means something. I've said this before. If you're going to end the season 500, then I don't care if you end the season five games or 10 games under 500 because you're not in the playoffs anyway. Right. But there is, it still should matter. You still should say like, well, you want to win games. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. but our outlook is we are getting better. Yeah. So you go ahead, go ahead. Cause I'm about I ready just, to go to the next no, thing here. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say it makes sense. I mean, that that's, that's the goal when you're in a rebuild is to get better. It's not. Yeah. I mean, win-loss column 100% makes a difference, and, and but we're already seeing improvements and we're continuing to see improvements as the year goes along as well. Yeah. So I'm going to be, this is going to be my critical moment. I'm going to be critical. Um, Bay makes two to three plays on defense that that had an impact and one that had a significant impact on the, on the good side. But the hit by Votto I talked about should have been an error. It's even written in the play log as Joey Votto singles on a ground ball to right fielder Joshua Palacios, deflected by second baseman Jiwon Bay. He didn't even dive. Like, we're even admitting that it deflected off of him and we're not willing to mark it an error. What in the world? I watched uh, it a few times back. I can't justify it being a hit. There's no way for me. Good for Votto. No. Bad for Majinski, and his, his ERA is now over two instead of under two. Does that matter? I don't really know. He's a reliever. The ERAs for relievers <laughs> really matter. But you would like to put that right. little notch on your belt. You know what I mean? You'd yeah. like to be like, yeah. I got a 187 instead of a 214. Right. India's single to shallow right. Bay goes back and gets there, but misses the ball. Tough play. He only gets to it because he's that fast. But the fact that you get to it, you probably should make. I, I would never call that one an error, right? But if yeah. the ball goes between your glove and your body, you should probably make that play at the major league level, yeah. right? And I was kind of yeah. talking about it, and I was trying to talk myself because I'm I'm trying not to be. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I mean, that's a really tough play. And Jeff was like, Nah, I think at the major league level, he's like, we we play with guys that in slow pitch softball who can make that play <laughs> once you get there. <laughs> so like, if they can do yeah. it, you should be able to do it at the major league level. So, I mean, you know, but that's like a De La Cruz gets the third on that play, scores on the next play, which the next play was Martini pinch hitting, hit it to Bay, who waits back on the ball. He waits so long. You got a double play to make. Now, granted, there's nobody out. That runs scoring even if you get a double play. But, like, he waits, and, and it just... Live, it felt so slow. When I watched it back, I was like, because because the camera's switching all the time, it didn't feel quite as slow. But like, he he just he didn't charge at all. He stayed back and then he fielded it and then he like takes a step and and like side shuffle shot puts it to second, which takes long. I mean, like you're trying to get a double play, right? 
and right. it just didn't feel like that he was he was doing it. There was also yeah. another play right after. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there was another play right after a play that he made where he like pulled up a little bit, like he was like he was scared, like he was like scared to make another error, even though none of the none of this has been marked errors. <laughs> um, but anyway, if he. Either way, you might be able to get the out. Steer singles, Encarnacion Strand singles in Nick Martini. If you'd have got the double play, Martini doesn't score, right? Right. Um, so you know maybe we got one one run here. It's thirteen to ten instead of thirteen to eleven. But then you got the Votto. He doesn't score, which means it never goes past thirteen and ten. Yeah. But in that one inning, though, he makes the great play, sliding up the middle. Tyler Stevenson hits it up the middle. He's got a catcher. He's got time, which is, I, I was kind of back and forth. Alika doesn't go directly to second on that play. I think if he does, Bay should flip it to him. But the fact that Alika made like a banana route to second, I, I don't mind that he took it himself with Stevenson running. Right. Get a catcher running, you know what I mean? But he makes a great sliding play up the middle. And this is what Bay does. He makes the spectacular. But he's, I mean, he just struggles with the routine. Yeah. He also doubled in two runs. That was awesome. <laughs> so, like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not there, but like, you know, I just, Alik is up there and he's struggling and they, there's some Pirate fans behind me and, and they keep bringing up, like, man, don't you pinch hit for Alika here? And I'm like, well, kind of, except you have a lead late and you want your best defensive shortstop on the field when you yeah. have a lead late. Yep. If anything, Alika doesn't start. And you put Alika in for Bay and move Peguero to second. That's going to be your best defense. Yeah. And so, however, you, I mean, you just you know you don't want to go there. Right. Um, Should have been some errors. Uh, and while we're talking about that, Friedel hits an inside the park home run. And I just showed you this play mm -hmm. because you were like, "How in the world does he get an inside the park home run down the right field line in Cincinnati?" Right. Where it's like a, you know, little league field. And I said, well, you know, we talked, we, we looked at it, takes it live. It looked like there were two airs, like it should have been a double with two airs. <laughs> but when you watch it back, obviously you're watching on TV, you see the kick that it makes off the, off the wall. And so uh, that's not, the first one's not an air. It goes past him because it kicked off in front of him. Right. But then he reaches down, puts the glove on it and throws it back behind him as he steps past it. That's an error. He had just 100%. gotten to second. He's running to third. That's an error. It should have been ruled a triple with an error. 100%. That's not even one that helps them with batting average. The hit's already in the book. Right. It yeah, gives that one doesn't a make sense to me at all. Yeah, it gives Friedel a 16th home run. That's all it does. Which, in the grand scheme of things, grand scheme of things means nothing. I don't know. I mean... Does it help Friedel in arbitration eventually? Like, you know what I mean? Like you would think MLB would be like, well, we don't want to pay him too much. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's ease up on there. Unless he's got more triples than he has home runs, I think that you should probably just call it a triple. I'm just <laughs> kidding. The game was insane, dude. Uh, roller coaster night. Um, and another night that reminds me about games at Great American Ballpark. 
because I just feel like every time I go there, I'm so surprised by all the people walking up and down the aisles in the middle of the inning. Jake, I don't know how many times I, I could tell you that the inning would start. You'd have the, the middle of the innings. They're doing all their things. You know, people are moving. And then it would be like, okay, here we go. The inning's starting. And there are people getting out of their seats at the begin, like first pitch, boom, boom, five people stand up and walk out of the aisle. And people, I'm like, in what are we? You, it was in between innings. The only uh, people that have a pass are people with kids because you can't control when they're like, I got to go to the bathroom. And you're like, well, we got to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> the inning yeah. just started. We're not waiting for the end of the inning today. These innings are lasting 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody's getting hits and everybody's getting, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So anyway, it's just crazy. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I had to stand up and block the people behind me just to let people in and out. And I was on the end. And I don't know. Crazy. I love when I'm I love when I'm sitting on the end and I, I stand up and I go to move into the aisle so they can get by without having to like be all up on me and they like just start plowing through and I'm like, well, I was gonna make it easier, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, there's no way to win there. But no. the thing is, is like, you know, there's no ushers at the top of the section. One thing you can't control is people getting out of their seats and going up. Sure. But the people coming down shouldn't even be allowed to come down. Right. European Sea Park, the guy stands at the top and he's got his little sign there yep. and he holds it to the side and it says, you're going to go in between hitters. Even if you're like, even if he's generous, you go in between hitters. You right. You know what I mean? But otherwise it's in between innings and they make you wait and they should make you wait, but not there. And well, you know, at PNC, you can still see the game from the top of the section. That's true. Well, you you can get to the top of the section and see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So anyway, it's just frustrating, and some of the fans were interesting, just in a way that like how quickly, uh, how quickly the the fans went from cheering to booing their own team. Like, very quick. Uh, as soon as the game was tied, just roars of boos from the entire stadium. And the, the Pirates took the lead, and at the end of that inning, I'd probably say about 30% of the attendants got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a team saying this, they're done. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, we just came back from nine. And the Pirates at this point are up four runs. I'm not going anywhere. No. And then no. they start scoring, right? And I'm like, I wonder how all these people that are sitting in their cars listening to the radio are feeling about themselves right now. You got to stick around. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I sent a message to somebody and said, sure glad I made it. And then hopefully they come back to make this memorable. Because like, I'm not going anywhere. If I right. would have known it would have been a franchise record, I definitely wouldn't have like, but even then, like I'm not if I'm down five, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going anywhere and they come back on this one. Right. You right. know, you never know. I I have a a guy that I work with went to a Yankees game a long time ago. They were down by a bunch. And they said, Let's beat traffic. It took off. And they were on their way home. And they heard that seven run comeback Yankees game where A Rod hit the grand slam, the like the most Thing, you know what I mean? Ninth inning, yeah. like craziest thing. And they're like, oh no. 
<laughs> you get one chance to go to Yankee Stadium and and could have witnessed that, and you left. Never leave before it's over. Man. And we were it's funny, we were on our way home, and um, so three of us went. Um, so Jeff's a, a Reds fan. Kurt's a Guardians fan, Cleveland fan. And so he's... And he's not like a, uh, he's not super tuned into baseball. And he's like, does that, does that put you guys out of it? And Jeff's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, pretty much. And I said, well, Jeff, I mean, the Pirates had a 0.8 chance of winning that game today in the fourth inning. So you never know. Right. But the Reds are not going to make the postseason. (laughs) But they could. But they could. Lost game three. Priester's line, six innings, two hits, two runs, five walks, four strikeouts. Um, so four of his walks were were to the uh, to the top two hitters, were to India and Friedel. He walked them both the first two at bats. Take those away, and you're like, mm. I mean, you weren't getting, you know, they were good anyway. They they didn't get out the whole game. So I don't know. I don't know. A lot of sinker usage in this game. Way less fastballs. The fastballs got hit. The sinker was not. And the the velocity was up. So, yes, good start. He only gave up two hits. Those guys both scored. It was a double and a home run. And so, I I mean, no, not a double. It was India's single and then a home run. But either way, uh, good start. Um. Yeah, Hernandez gets the loss. Day after getting the win, Jackson four strikeouts in an inning and a third. So you can go there. Triolo two for three. Triolo was eight for eleven in this series. That's ridiculous. Talk about getting hot. Davis two for four, two doubles. Delay two for four. Sawinski hit his twenty sixth home run of the season. Second home run off a left hander. <laughs> Reynolds and Hayes. 0 for 4 each. So we talked about on Saturday, they only had one hit each. And then you get, so like, okay, a little bit of, you know, other guys chipping in. I mean, I know this game would have scored two runs, so nobody really chipped in. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about how the Pirates are doing. Because that's kind of the talk right now. It's really fun to see when something like that happens on Saturday. How the excitement starts to build. You start to hear stats. You start to hear records. Since August, they're 27 and 24. Since uh, August 28th, they're 16 and 8, tied for with San Diego and Toronto for the best in major leagues. 16 and 9 after Sunday's loss. 13 and 9 in September so far. Since the All-Star break, Jake, they're an even 500. They have six games left to go to the second half and be over 500, 78 went. Oh, well, that sounds familiar, Jake. I was going to say, I got kind of two horses in that race. <laughs> there I go again. Yeah. Pretty exciting, but this team is playing well. So we, like I said, I I, I know I, I zipped through those, but that's because they've been flying around everywhere. I'm sure you've heard all mm-hmm. those numbers before. Um, But they are getting better, as Shelton said. And they are playing better, and they're still doing this without Cruz and with two starting pitchers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, essentially, that's that's good. 
that there's a lot of hope moving into to, into into the next year. Yeah, we're building a little bit of momentum. I know it's tough. Like I actually heard that on on MLB tonight the other day. Somebody was building momentum going into next year, and I'm like, I mean, are you? It's a whole off season. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you carry momentum over the whole off season? And I think if your roster's not going to change very much, like Baltimore definitely carried momentum into the following season. Because they kind of just, they kind of, you know, what, five probably, five or six guys, they're like, we're ready to rock and roll with these guys. And if, yeah. if, if the other ones change a little bit, the other ones change a little bit. But so I, I just, I don't, I don't know how that looks for us, really. I think you get but a I lot like, of, go ahead. But I like the thought. I like the, the attitude from Shelton saying, you know, basically he's basically what he's saying. We're getting better. Yeah. Well, you're certainly getting experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. I think that's going to be one thing that when we go into next year and we get to a couple spots of the season, I wonder when we're going to say, man, Cruz really missed out on some valuable experience this year. Or if we're then, we're saying last year, right? Right, right. And I, so that's going to be one of the things that I, that I think is going to be interesting to follow pretty closely because, man, you'd like to see, if he would have had a season under his belt here, man, you're ready for him to to become like really blossom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take that mm -hmm. next step next year. Cause he was going to go through some lumps again and that's going to happen. So are we going to have to wait for those next year? Is it, is the age going to help him in that case? Like he's going to be 25 at that point. You know what I mean? 24, 25. Um, I don't know when his birthday is, but I think it's in the off season. So he should be 25, but I mean, is that going to help him? Because as you get older, you know what I'm saying? The, the maturity plays into that too. I mean, I, I think you're seeing that right now from Triolo being 25 years old, just now making it. But there's some things that like that we see Pagaro do maybe that we're not seeing Triolo necessarily do. And it's like, well, he's three years older than he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe there's some of that in there. Yeah, just being around the game in general. Which There's something to be said. Yeah, and and O'Neal, yeah, he got to spend that whole like this whole year in the dugout. So, you know, that's another thing that is gonna, you know, what I mean, he it's not like he wasn't around it, right? So all the mojo that you get from it, he's still getting. So you know what I mean. So hopefully, maybe some of that. I mean, we. I mean, you can talk about Ellie De La Cruz, and and if you're. If you're anybody who thinks that these two aren't going to be compared for a long, long time, um, it's a pipe dream. They're going to be compared to each other. Um, yeah. I, I sent out a tweet this uh, this past week or whatever that kind of said something like that. And so a couple other people kind of turned it into something that it wasn't really intended to be like, oh, O'Neill Cruz is better. And it's like, I don't know if you go there right now. I mean, <laughs> Ellie still had 10 games. He's probably going to get on the better side of like, some of those, like he needs like five hits in the last, in the rest of this year. And he's got more hits than O'Neill in the same amount of games. And so it's not like a straight across the board. Ellie's struggling right. real bad right now. And he's 21. So if you're making comparisons and you're saying, well, I'd rather have the guy that's 21. Sure. But like, this is the kind of struggle that you see from 21 year olds. Right. And you're hoping that maybe O'Neill 
can stay kind of more a little more even rather than having these I mean this is a this is a rough streak. I think if Matt McLean was not hurt, I think that Ellie would not be starting every day. I think they'd be picking and choosing his starts. Uh it's it's been that rough. So, yeah. Still a dynamic player and can do so many things and they're both really exciting. They're both really tall and skinny. They fly their stat cast heroes. They're going to be compared. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And rightfully so. And rightfully so. I mean, they got crews. Both of them are crews. I mean, they just forget <laughs> about it. They're going to be compared. But hopefully, I say that, you know, I, I brought that up. I Hopefully the age helps O'Neal Cruz. Yeah. But Triolo, as we're talking about him, I mean, I was one earlier this year after watching Indianapolis and seeing him play. I said, man, I don't see it. And well, he's pro- not that I was like completely out on it, but I think my main point was I watched him play short and I don't, I didn't see it. I even watched him play third and I was like, he's really solid, but I didn't see the range. I didn't see the, you know, what you see from my goodness. He had a game on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, such good plays. And I mean, just solid. How spoiled can you be to go from the smoothest, best defensive third baseman in baseball? And then he gets a day off or a day at DH and Triolo goes out there and he's like, no, I got this. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't look as smooth, but he's still making the plays. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just unreal and, and crazy to think that we have something like that. And he's playing second, and he's playing first, and we haven't seen him at short yet, have we? In at the, I don't think so. Um, we have not seen him at short yet, but he can play short too. And so we start saying, like, I I think I see him as a very good utility infielder who can play all four positions. And when you have Key Bryan, a guy who's had injury history, to to put it nicely. He can get more days off because you can turn to a guy who's like not, you know what I'm saying? When you turn over yeah. to when you turn it over to Rudy, you're like, well, let's see. If Castro <laughs> can hit us a home run, we'll deal with, you know, with whatever right. you get from him. Right. Uh and he had some tools on defense too. It just wasn't as solid. But it was a huge gap because of who you have there. And it's not right now. Because Trillo's solid, like he's so good. Right. Last That's seven nice. games, he's hitting five. <laughs> This is not fake. He's hitting 591 in his last seven games. <laughs> Two homers, six walks, five strikeouts, slugging 1.045. In his last 15 games, it still sounds video game. 372 with a 509 on base. By the way, 679 on base in his last seven <laughs> games. I didn't read that one. But add three stolen bases. A 674 slugging, three home runs in his last 15. And on the season in 48 games, 297, 385, 777 OPS. Good enough for a 108 OPS plus or a 111 weighted runs created plus for all you baseball reference heads and fan graphs heads. <laughs> Six doubles, three homers, 19 RBIs, 20 walks, 53 strikeouts. So the strikeouts are high. It's around 30%. Strikeouts are high, but I think they were high kind of early. His batting average on balls in play is 427, which is huge. 
That is a huge, <laughs> huge, huge number. We've talked about this at yeah. length, that the average is around 300. I bet it's up this year. I bet the average is up. I don't know. If, sure. I don't know if that shows up. Um, I don't know if that shows up in, on MLB's stats, but I'm gonna look. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So does league average show up here? It doesn't look like it. But the middle of the pack is right around 296. So you're right around, and that's that's not like that's not science, right? That's just literally the teams that are 15th and six and and 14th have a 296 batting average on balls in play. That doesn't that's not real math because you don't know the at bats and the hits, you know what I'm saying, but sure, it's yeah. a it's a ballpark. Right. It's a ballpark. So being at being at 427, Triolo's not a 297 hitter. He he's he's getting fortunate right now. That yeah. will even out just as we said about Key Bryans who was down in the 240s. And now Key Bryans is up at like 327. He's actually on the, for the year too, he's actually on the plus side of it. <laughs> um, hitting about three points better than what's expected due to batting average on balls in play. So, you know, what he's doing right now is a hot streak. He's only played in 48 games. When you have a hot streak in your first 48 games, you're going to have some numbers that are a little bit inflated, and that's okay. Oh. He's hot. I think he's capable of being this hot. But when it's stretched out over a year, you're going to see that go down a little bit. 297, I mean, this guy's starting. So if you were going to say something that's like, let's be crazy, then he's your starter at first or second next year. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Um, but these numbers are not sustainable uh, based on a few things, right? Yeah. And so, but they're good. I mean, the guy's played 48 games, and his fan graphs war is the same as Connor Joe. He's at 1.4. Baseball reference, 1.5 for both of you. For both of you out there, wherever your preference lies. It's pretty similar everywhere you go. Um, of all the names that have come up, Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, Nick Gonzalez, um, we've all been impressed with Piguero, yeah. of what he's done and is still just 22. So we've all been impressed with him. Um, is there anyone that I'm leaving out of like the excitement of them coming up? I mean, do you count Bay? I mean, he showed us a flash last year that a lot of people liked. So let's throw him in there. I mean, he's certainly gotten the most opportunity right. of everybody else. Um, but Triolo is the offensive best rookie this season. Best results anyway, yeah. Right, best results, that's fair. But, I mean, I think in general, I mean, we even saw him come up and what he's been able to do. I mean, um, um, Justice uh, De Los Santos has a has an article out there right now about how he changed his stance. Um, I haven't read all the way through that. I was, uh, was doing some other things, but um, I will finish it. But, like, he's doing things, he's making adjustments, and it, and they're working. They're paying off. Yeah. I think he's the only one right now that has a spot. I would I would put him. I mean, obviously, if he comes out in spring and he stinks, that's a different story. Right, right. But that, I, I think that bench roll is his to lose. Yeah, I think so too. And and I think he even has the the unless we unless we go get somebody, you know, I think he's got a, a 
a good shot to make the starting lineup even. Yeah, I mean, if you see something like, um, you know, a lefty come in for first base mm-hmm. that's that's not Rivas, um, if you see them bring a lefty in, uh, Gary and Jim, both on the fan forum this past week, were um, kind of saying what they would do in order to be a good team, and both of them are are both of them really like Brandon Belt, and they'd like to see Brandon Belt come in on a one or two year deal. And if you do something like that, yeah, you spell them with, with Jared Triolo at first. I would, I know they mentioned Connor Joe, but I mean, I'd, I'd have Triolo playing first. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, you have a situation there where if you did make a move like that, um, that you would have him as a platoon at first. I mean, the defense is already there. The guy can just pick it. He's ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah. It seems like you can just put him out there and he'd be like, yeah, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty wild. It's a, it's a nice little, lug, little luxury. In order to be a good team, you've got to be a deep team. Yeah. And you need good players who are depth players. And I, I really believe that Jared Triolo is one of them. And I'm surprised. I mean, I was not high on this. Right. Yeah. I don't think either one of us were really high on it early on. But yeah. You know, he he starts to pick up different gloves and you're like, okay. And he can still perform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like like it. I like him. He's made a lot of good, uh, a lot of good progress this year. And I think he's impressed a lot of us. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm here for it. Um, Dowry Moretta. Oh, first off, Cameron Majinski is also awesome. Uh, and I'm looking at the time. So, um, we've talked about him. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here I'm for in. it. Dowry Moretta comes back off the, uh, off the, well, just from the minors. He was on the injured list and then he, you know, kind of wasn't the same. Um, man, he was electric on Saturday. And I, I only bring this up, you know, we were just talking about, Trillo and going into next year because I think that Moretta is highly overlooked when looking at the 24 bullpen options. I think the alien slider is is real. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that I think that the issues with the back were the reason for any of his struggles this year. He has a knack, he has a role for me in leaving runners stranded. Inherited runners do not score. And that's that's a weapon. I still don't see him as like an eighth inning guy, right? But I don't think no, you need I, to. If you've got Majinski and Holderman and Bednar in that back end, plus a lefty, I mean, Moretta doesn't Moretta have just to be. Need, like, like I've said this before, and he just needs to be the guy that gets the starter out of the jam. Yeah, period. I like that. And that's a huge role. A big role. Now, if he had it going this year, obviously he's got to get it going next year. Yeah. But... Uh, I think that that him and Majinski are front runners to have a role in this pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, really exciting. Even if it's like the okay, I'm going in and I'm, I'm we're we're getting kind of shelled in the fourth inning, and we need to get our starter out. Yeah, I'm bringing him in to get us out of that inning, and then getting a quote unquote bulk guy. Yeah, your long guy. Me, yeah, 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 to get me some some more innings. Yeah, they they like 
a lot of people are using the bulk word now, and that's you know that's your favorite mm-hmm. part, you know, because mm-hmm. it usually goes with an opener, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a good. I think that's that's exactly what I would have in mind too. Mm-hmm. Get me out of this jam, then we'll go to a guy who I think can get me two or three, depending on what inning it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I like it. Well, what a weekend, man! Would have been nice to finish off the sweep. Yeah, would have been nice. Always but, would be nice. But you've now taken back-to-back series against division opponents, um, who are fighting for a wild card spot, and we've got two more series against two more wild card teams. Mm-hmm. Um, keep winning series. Keep winning series. But if you even go back, I mean, you took three or four to, against the Nationals, and then should have taken that series from the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, we gave it to them again. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, I'm being critical right now, so I'm going to try not to be. You guys know what happened yep. on Friday yep. night. Yep. But we should have won that game, and that would have given us that series. And then then the Cubs series we took, then the Red series we took. And we're going to play Philly right now, who's comfortably in that first wild card spot, I would say. They're five games up. So I would say they're comfortably there. Yeah. And then the Marlins, who right now, are they in that spot? I have so many tabs open. <laughs> like, so many. They're they're with Cincinnati on the... I mean, not with Cincinnati. They're only a game out. But they're on the outside looking in. The Cubs have the third spot right now. And the Cubs have to go play Atlanta. And this thing's gonna... This thing's gonna get wild. Because <laughs> the Cubs gotta go play Atlanta. Miami gets the Mets, which is in division. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they've got an easy matchup by any stretch. Yeah. But there's some excitement around these races. If you're a baseball fan in general, Seattle's on the outside looking in of the postseason. They're third place in their division, and they're a half game out of the wild card, and they're a half game behind Houston. Guess what? They play Houston for three games. (laughs) And they're three games back from Texas in the division with Houston in between them, and when they finish up with Houston, they play four against Texas. Seattle still has a chance because they control their destiny. They still have a chance to win the division. Yeah. It's wild, dude. It's going to be a lot of fun. Seattle's my team to watch, mostly because I picked them to be in the World Series. I, at this point, don't believe they're going to be there, but I at least (laughs) need them to get in the postseason. Right, right. Got to start somewhere. (laughs) I got to start somewhere. Um, But it is, man. It's crazy that Toronto's still in the mix, but they have... You know, not quite an easy path. They've got to play the Yankees and the and the Rays. I yeah. think I think is how it goes for the rest of the year. So there's a lot of exciting things in baseball to to follow this week. Um, and we'll talk about it more next episode going into that last weekend of games. Um, and we'll talk about a few things too on on Friday. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, but as of right now. We got the Phillies, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, Zach Wheeler. That's about as hard as it gets going up against the Phillies. Yeah. That's about as hard as it gets. I would imagine we'll see Keller and Oviedo, Oviedo in this series. I don't know why not. Maybe maybe Osvaldo Bito um, with a <laughs> possibly with an opener. Yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah. But really exciting uh finish to the last to the end of the year. Second half, if you're looking at things, 500's on the line. Three and three, we stay 500. If we can win four games, 
Jake's right in his pick. And they go over 500 for the second half. Also, that means you probably won a couple series unless you swept somebody. But you get to play spoiler. And the greatest thing about all of this, these last, you know, Chicago, Cincinnati, Philadelphia probably will will have that feeling, I I think. But also Miami is going to be another big one. These are playoff atmosphere games because those teams are fighting for this. Yeah, yeah. Pirates may have just put Cincinnati out of it. And I know that it's kind of like, yeah, but we didn't have the pressure. That's that's fine. The idea is like that stadium was loud. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was intense until the last two innings when everybody left. <laughs> and it wasn't quite as loud at the end, but sure. Um yeah, I don't know. Um that's, one last that, that's good ex- that's good experience, man. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's the thing. It's good experience. You're getting to play that caliber of baseball right now, and you're doing it well. You're playing mm-hmm. well in it. And so that's a good thing. Uh one last thing before we hang it up here. Um this may be unpopular. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being unpopular. Uh Joey Votto's last at bat got a hit today. And I'm gonna give him one. That's probably his last at bat as a red at Great American Ballpark. Um, what is it, like 17 years there? 300 homers, 2,000 hits, all those things. Yeah. Um, he's been one of the game's best first basemen, one of the, uh, for about 17 years. Maybe maybe 15 years, maybe not so much the last few. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he gets a he gets a bad rap a lot. Rightfully so, in division rival. As yeah. he's aged, he's really taken on a, a little bit of a different persona. And I'm here for it. I really like him. And I haven't always really liked him. Uh, I hope at some point, whatever, wherever he goes, whatever he does, whether he plays a year in Toronto, plays a year in Cincinnati, or, or hangs it up, um, I hope at some point we get more like, content from him he's very well spoken he has no problem telling you what he thinks and 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 navigating through that and i think it's really cool uh you know you get to be in that stadium and the the people appreciate him and obviously sunday was a little more dramatic than than you know what what i experienced but um at the same time that's that's their mccutcheon you know what i mean yeah um so I respect it, except they got to keep him. <laughs> they got to keep him around. Uh, right. But, you know, that's that's what he means to them. And so I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, hopefully, yeah, probably should hang it up, to be honest with you. <laughs> you probably should hang it up. Yeah, they got the youth movement in there. Yeah. But, and maybe, maybe a coach there. I'd really like to see him just kind of like retire and we just get to hear him talk about baseball for a while. Yeah. That'd be great because I love listening to him talk about baseball. He loves it. He loves the game. He's very passionate about it. So he'll be a commentator. I, I think so. I think it, even if he's you know an analyst of some sort, I, I think he's got a lot of good input. Um, yeah. I also think he'll coach for a long time. I mean, he could. One of the great hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's all. You got anything? Got anything before we sign off here? Let's take four out of the next six and make my prediction right. Let's go. (laughs) I'm already done. They've already been better than I said they were going to be. 
So all of At you, this point, all of one you of us who can said be I am, wrong, so. yeah, all of you who said I was being too optimistic, know that I was being pessimistic. It's fair. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!